The JoLynn Braley Show, episode number 246. Why I'm not binge eating, even though my most beautiful cat I've ever had in my entire life died. Welcome to the JoLynn Braley Show. This is permanent weight loss coach JoLynn Braley. I am the founder of the kick-ass amazing Inner Self Diet. The Inner Self Diet is my proven proprietary step-by-step coaching system to struggle-free weight loss in eight weeks or less. I have been coaching amazing, awesome, wonderful coaching clients through my proven steps since 2009, and it works every time. My clients come to me already knowing what they need to do to lose weight, all right? they A lot of them have been at their ideal weight in the past. Some of them haven't, but they, they know what they need to do. The problem is, is they're, they're not doing it. Instead, what they're doing is they're procrastinating, they're putting it off, they're doubting themselves, they're binge eating, they're emotional eating, they're struggling, okay? And they keep telling themselves that Monday will be different, but it never is. They keep telling themselves that, well, you know, I already blew it and it's Tuesday, so why don't I just eat whatever the hell I want and I'll start again next Monday. But that turns into five years, 10 years, 30 years of struggles, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I help them out of that mess and the frustration and the shame and the feeling like a total failure. And uh, the stuff I do works. But it only works, of course, if you work it. It doesn't work for anybody who just listens to me talk, you know, and um, they never actually get in the inner self diet. It doesn't work for anybody who doesn't do the steps. It doesn't work for anybody who just wishes, hopes, and prays that things will somehow magically one day be different and your prince will come on the white horse and save you and that all of your food and weight problems will be gone. Hey, I've been there before, but it never got me anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, you gotta, you gotta uh, make a decision that you're gonna learn something radically different, and you've got to make a decision to get help. How do you know you need help? Because you're not getting the results that you want by yourself. You keep buying the diet books. You keep looking up uh, exercise tips on YouTube, you keep looking on Pinterest, you keep telling yourself, oh my God, it is already September and I'm going to have to start after the holidays. And you know how that goes. It doesn't get you anywhere and you keep on struggling. So, hey, if you are serious about ending the struggle, do it now. I mean, I, I tell you what, I've got another podcast I'm going to do about three things that my cat little paw taught me and um, one of them is the importance of your present moment and you know if you keep putting off fixing this problem that you've got this fixing this problem that's been with you since you were a teenager or uh, 12 or 10 or 8 or 5 however you old you were when you first started having these food and weight problems and the body image problems and doubting yourself and thinking that you're not good enough if you keep putting it off it's just gonna get worse you know it's how it is how it's it's how it is for all my clients before they work with me it's how it was for me and um, so if you're serious about actually fixing this go over to www.discovery-session.com enter your name and email address and then on the next page you'll be on a application page and that's where you can fill out that application to get on the phone with me which is your first step towards struggle-free weight loss I mean uh, you don't have any time to keep wasting here at least in my opinion because you know you can always make more money you can always make more money I mean look at all the money that you spend on cruises flat screen TVs food 
<laughs> shoes, you know, all this stuff, and it's not helping you stop binge eating, is it? You're still emotionally eating, you're still addicted to food. I mean, what if you were actually get help to fix this problem? But the call with me is complimentary. You know, I, I would have to find out if it would be a good fit for us to work together or not. But hey, if you're listening to my podcast, you obviously resonate with me. And I love my podcast peeps. I love my clients that come from my podcast. They totally rock. So I highly recommend that you just, you know, pull up your pull up your big girl panties and head on over to www.discovery-session.com. Take the first step now because it's it's not going to get any better and you don't have any time to waste and that's one thing I've learned from um from my cat little paw and and I'm not going to that's not really the topic of today's episode the topic is why I'm not binge eating even though little paw died but um I am going to go more into uh the top 3 things that little paw taught me and tie them all to successful weight loss in an upcoming episode. And uh, actually, before I get into today's episode, this, if you listened to episode number 245, I said that number 246 was going to be uh, on the topic of three myths that uh, I was going to bust. I was going to do myth busting on the three top myths about being 100 pounds or more overweight. And I'm moving that to next week. Why? Because this is my podcast and I want to talk about my cat. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I will still do that podcast for you and you can tune in next week and listen to that because that's going to be an excellent topic too. But right now I want to talk about why I'm not binge eating even though little paw died and I gotta tell you here's a behind the scenes this is actually the September 14th episode of the JoLynn Braley show 2017 but I'm recording this on uh, the 19th because I couldn't talk about this before I still am upset about this Um, hey if you're a pet lover if you're an animal lover if you've ever had a person die I mean, you're going to understand uh, what what I'm talking about here. But imagine if you could go through something like this in your life and you feel really, really sad and you don't stuff your face and gain weight and feel even worse about yourself because you can't stop eating. How easy would it be for you to come through this because eventually you'll get to the other side Eventually, you'll move through your sadness and be able to go through all of that without being fat at the end of it and having another problem to deal with. Because think about it. How good do you feel about yourself after you binge eat? Do you feel like you have got, you've got the highest self-esteem and that you just feel like you can take on the world and you feel super confident? No, you don't. You feel totally ashamed you want to hide that's why you binge eat in in secret you don't want people to know how do I know because I've been there before I'm not just talking out of my butt here the reason that I started my mind body weight loss business in 2007 was because of the problems that I've had throughout my life with the overeating and the overweight So my mission is to help my clients avoid the mistakes that I've made. And um, I know that it's all about shame. You feel like a failure. You feel depressed. You know, you don't feel good. For a moment when you eat all that stuff, you feel a little bit better. But how long does it last? Five minutes? Ten minutes? Doesn't last. It certainly doesn't last any more than 30 minutes because then you regret it. Now I've never been a I've never been the binge purge I've never done that, um, but I know that there are some there's many who do that and then they think that I actually had a client who was stuck in that and the inner self diet healed her of that which really she healed herself because she used my tools, you know nobody can heal you you have to heal yourself but you have the have to have the system and the the proven tools to do it. Obviously, if you could already do that, you would have already done it. So that's why you need help. But um, 
you know, in my experience, when I would binge eat, it it wasn't, um, I might feel good or feel better. I didn't ever feel good about it, but I'd feel a little bit of relief for just a little bit of time. Maybe, gosh, at the most, maybe 30 minutes. But then I'd regret it, and then I'd feel fat, and I'd feel like a loser and all this stuff, but I wasn't losing weight. <laughs> you know? So, hey, you can't, you can't uh, bullshit me about the, the horrible pain of living like that. And, hey, the good news is, the good news is you don't have to stay there, but you're never going to get out of it if you stay in your comfort zone and you keep thinking that a food diet is going to fix it. Obviously, if a food diet could have fixed it, you wouldn't be listening to my voice right now because you wouldn't have been interested in hearing why is it that I'm not binge eating even though my most beautiful cat I, I've ever, that was actually one of my first cats I've ever had. I had her for 14 years and I never had cats before that. I adopted Little Paw and Nemo at the same time and um, so you tuned into this podcast to hear, well, why is it that... I'm not, why is it I'm not stuffing myself? Why is it I'm not binge eating even though my most beautiful cat ever died? Oh, by the way, go to fearlessfatloss.com forward slash blog. Fearless, fearlessfatloss.com forward slash blog. In the search box, type in the number 246 and that will take you to the post that matches this episode and you can see a picture of little paw she's beautiful a tortoise shell I'd never seen a cat like that before ever and she was so funny because um, I remember when I I went to the vet where they were they had a a litter of all male cats and uh, they were up for adoption and they had these two other cats that came from another litter who were born feral underneath some woman's front porch they thought one of them was a male it turned out it was actually a female and they kept that cat at the vet's office as an office cat and then the other one was little paw but first what they did is they brought in all of these little kittens these little uh male cats and they were running all over the place acting all crazy and then they brought in the bigger cat which was the sister of little paw but they thought i don't know why it is that the, the vet techs thought it was a male, but they, they did. And um, and they, that was a great vet. I, I ended up changing to another vet only because I moved. That's the only reason. It was just easier to go to another vet. And the vet I have now is an excellent vet. And it was just less stress, especially for taking cats to a vet. Because uh, unless you have a cat and when they're a kitten you are taking them outside on a leash or you're traveling with them in a car if you don't do those things and it's an indoor cat it's stressful for them in their crate in the car so uh, anyway uh, this vet had a a wonderful vet tech who was working there and um, they were adopting these kittens out okay so the little tiny male cats the whole litter was running around on the floor and then this bigger cat was down there on the floor who was only about seven months older than the others and then they brought in this other cat and put her up on the table and she was on the the table you know the silver type of table that they always have in the rooms and she was looking down at all the other cats and she was growling (laughs) and that was little pot and I saw her I was like I want that cat and it was funny because someone else had adopted her and brought her back. They said they didn't want her because they were running a daycare and all she did was hide under the couch. Well, shit man, wouldn't you hide under the couch too under the couch too <laughs> if you were taken to a daycare and you're a cat and you're all I don't know, it's like it's funny. But I'm glad. I'm glad they brought her back. And um She's a tortoise shell. If you don't know what a tortoise shell is, well, again, you can see her picture over at fearlessfatloss.com forward slash blog, and then just uh, enter in the search box there, 246, and that'll take you to the post that matches this podcast. But um, a tortoise shell is not a calico. Calicos have white in them. Tortoise shells are like... Out of 4,000 tortoise shells, 3,999 will be female. 
They're almost always female. There's a random male in there sometimes, but they're almost always female. They have a line that goes down the middle of their face that separates like color in their face. And they have no white in them, but Little Paw was black, copper, and brown. She had the most, the softest fur, the most softest fur. I was about to say that's bad grammar. She had the softest fur that you've ever felt. And she was just an awesome, 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 awesome cat. And uh, I think I already said this, but I had never had cats. I never wanted cats. Didn't, I wasn't even trying to have cats, but I had a friend who was telling me about these really cute uh, kittens that were for adoption, and so I went over there to that vet. And um, and then I also, at the same time that I got uh, Little Paw, I also adopted Nemo, who I still have, and he's a tuxedo. He's black and white. He's a big boy. He... Um, uh, is 13 and a half pounds. He's very solid, very big. But anyway, uh, that was in 2003. And these are the first cats I ever had owned. And um, actually, I never really, as an adult, had a real pet. A real pet being a cat or a dog, you know. Um, when I was a kid, I always had a hamster, but hamsters only live for about two years. I wanted a horse. That's what I really wanted, but my parents didn't get me a horse. And uh, I had a goose. Her name was Oliver. Her name was Oliver. Seriously, if you have a goose that does not have a partner, they will bond with you. But if they have a partner, like if she had had a male partner, then they wouldn't have wanted to have anything to do with a person. But um, I had a goose as a pet, and uh, when I was a little bit older, I had a guinea pig. But I, I ended up giving that guinea pig to some lady that I worked with. This was a long time ago. So I, you know, the guinea pig was not with me until the guinea pig died. And I had a cockatiel once, a bird, but I, that bird was also bird I was really it was really interesting too but I should have known this since I had uh, Oliver birds will bond with you but then I moved and um, I didn't I couldn't take the bird with me so I gave the bird back to the people that I had gotten the bird from and they were happy to do that you know so I'm I've never been one of these people that oh you know you get a pet and then you just dump it somewhere never done that ever 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 that that is just horrible in my mind and um, so I I got the two cats and all of my pets now you know I'm totally committed to them you know they're with me from forever and what happened was is um, I'd taken Little Paw to the vet on the second was it the second of yeah, it was the 2nd of September. It was that um, Labor Day weekend. It was that Saturday. And I'd taken her in because she'd gotten so skinny. But I'd noticed that she'd gotten skinny, but I thought it was because she was older. But the reason I took her in is because I started noticing that her legs were wobbly. And she couldn't jump up like she used to. So I took her in and then the vet said that she had a tumor inside of her and he took x-rays. They tried to do a blood test but they couldn't draw enough blood out. Um, but it turned out that they, they did a complete blood count and they couldn't find any cancer cells so I thought in my mind that was really good and I was really I thought she was gonna get better they gave me antibiotics but then um, on uh, Monday the 11th I came home that night and I I found her and she was having a seizure and so I haven't been through this before with a pet and it was very, I mean, I'm able to talk about this right now. My main purpose in sharing this is because, um, and I had to take her to the vet the next day. And, and the vet told me, he said, I, I support your decision if you decide that it, it's time to put her to sleep. 
and um, you know I I didn't want to do that I but then but then the reason that I did is because the night before she couldn't stand up and then she went to use the litter box and she couldn't she could not she got in there but she couldn't get out and then I needed to clean her up with some pet wipes and she you know had to lay back down on the floor and it was just like you know what do you do I mean she went the vet the thing is is when I took her to the vet the next day I had asked him I said hey if I had unlimited funds let's do surgery on her and take the tumor out I said would it matter and he said no because he said that would be like doing surgery on a 105 year old grandmother and and he you know he he's the type of vet that if there was something else that could be done he would have told me and so this whole thing was extremely upsetting for me I also um, I had already had an out-of-town trip planned two days away from that and I had to find Little Paw. She had hidden in the basement the next day. That was on the 12th. And what would have been the alternative? If I had left her there, you know, she would have been there alone and I would have been gone. And then, I mean, how many more seizures would she have had? This whole thing is just really, it's really horrible. And, you know, um, I, I've read stories of other people who said they miss, they've had, they have had pets that they missed more than, they miss them more now than, they, than people in their life who have died. And I'll tell you the reason for that. It doesn't mean that they don't love their people who died. Please, I don't want any people dying right now <laughs> either, you know. Um it's like the reason that what happens with the pets they are 100% sources of 100% unconditional love they don't care if you're having a bad day or whatever you know if 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 uh, they want to get up on your lap and maybe you're not in the mood and and you don't let them on your lap they're not gonna hold a grudge against you I mean I'm not of course you know you never wanna like I mean I can't even it's just ridiculous to you know people that hurt their animals that's just that's not uh, it's just horrible that's not what I'm talking about that your pets will still love you if you do stupid stuff like that that's just disgusting um, I mean that your pets it doesn't matter if you're in a bad mood and you're not like petting them and giving them all kinds of love one day they still love you and then you know what I'm saying um, so it's you know when you have a awesome pet which all of my pets are awesome I still have I've got my two Pomeranians I've got two other cats Nemo who came with Little Paw and then I have a cat, Cinder, who I adopted her a year or two. Maybe it was two years after I got Nemo and uh, Little Paw. But um, out of all of them, Cinder is, I mean, I love her absolutely. And I think she loves me, but I'm not totally sure. She's like, <laughs> she's just, she's not the same. Little Paw, I had a total connection with her she was awesome I have a connection with my other pets too but each one of them are kinda different uh, my Pomeranian happy 100% I mean he's yeah it's there's no doubt about our connection I do feel a connection with Nemo also um, Cinder I mean she she's cool she talks a lot she will come around wanting love cats are different than dogs you know cats uh, they they're different they they don't need as much and if you go try to give like a lot of love to them and maybe they don't want it sometimes because they just want to sleep 
and that's okay. You know, it doesn't, it's not a bad thing. Um, but what I'm getting at here is that Little Paw was a freaking amazing cat. Okay, so, so the thing is, what about the topic of this podcast? Why, what the heck? I'm not binge eating when my most beautiful cat ever died. So what is that about? Well, I tell you, in the past, I would have been. I would have been eating all kinds of ice cream. I would have been um, getting all kinds of crappy food, stuffing myself, going to the Chinese takeout across the street and getting all that and Kung Pao chicken and Diet Coke and all kinds of stuff. And uh, then feeling even worse, you know, for five minutes feeling better, but then feeling even worse later, getting even fatter, um, all of that. And so why is it that I'm not? Well, number one, believe it or not, it's amazing, I know, but I'm actually using the tools that I teach my coaching clients to use. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) And they actually work if you use them. And... They help me to just continue to move through my sadness and my upsets and all of this stuff without going to food to try to feel better. Okay, so that's one thing. That's actually the biggest thing. You know, um, this is what I teach my clients is you have to have a daily practice for feeding your mind every day before you feed your body. And this is the stuff that no food diet will ever give you. And this is why the food diets fail you because if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have a weight loss mindset, which eventually that weight loss mindset will transfer into a fit mindset. Um, If you don't have the right mindset, it doesn't matter if you've got the best weight loss plan in the world, you won't be able to do it. Because you don't have your head right. Your your mindset is 92.8% of the problem. It's also 92.8% of the solution. And that's why I do the work that I do with my clients in the Inner Self Diet. Because when you get that part right, the, the eating and exercise thing is no big deal. It really is no big deal. It's just not any issue. Okay, so that's the main reason that I'm not binge eating. Uh, Second thing, and what I'm about to share with you, I have not shared publicly yet. Um, I've shared it with my coaching clients, but I haven't shared this publicly yet. And um, eventually I'll do some videos about it and stuff. But I haven't shared it just because uh, it's not like a secret or anything. It's just that I haven't been talking about it and it's actually just like a non-issue for me however I am writing a book and I did email my email list and ask them uh, which book title which uh, topic would help them the most and they gave me their feedback and um, so that's the only reason that I haven't been talking about this because I I, uh, I've got a, a book that I'm writing about it and um, so, you know, it's not like a secret or anything. It's just that, hey, so cool for you. You're the first ones to hear about it. Here's what I'm talking about. I made a non-negotiable commitment to myself on July 24th, 2017 to live my healthy lifestyle plan, which is all about, uh, it's, I eat clean and it also has to do with the water I drink and the sleep I get and the exercise that I do. All of this is consistently meal after meal after meal after meal, day after day after day after day, non-negotiable. And so that's what I've been doing and it's no big deal um, because I have the right mindset. It is not a struggle. I had a client say to me that I am stronger than her and this is a client who is in the process of my proven step-by-step system for struggle-free weight loss the inner self diet so she has not she has not gotten to the point that I'm at yet and that makes a lot of sense because she hasn't done all of the steps yet you know 
um, you have you got to do the steps in order to get the results and and she is doing the steps but she is early on in the process so anyway uh, she said to me oh you're stronger than me and I had to explain I said no this is not about strength at all there's no strength involved in what I'm doing because I'm not fighting anything you know there's no struggle I'm not fighting urges to binge eat or urges to eat crappy food. Now, I have been there totally in the past where I was just using willpower, you know, and, oh, I got to do this thing. I got to, you know, stick to this diet plan or whatever. And, and it never lasted because there was too much struggle. And, and you can't stay strong in that long term because 92.8% of winning the game with your weight is your mindset and if you don't have that piece right it doesn't matter what else you do it really doesn't it doesn't matter how much diet and exercise information you collect it just doesn't matter and so uh, yeah I mean I'm I'm doing what I'm doing and it's awesome there is no struggle but the whole reason that there is no struggle is because I have the mindset piece and why do I have the mindset piece because I'm using the exact same stuff that I teach my clients and the stuff I teach works you just have to do it you know it's the same thing that I say at the beginning of every one of my podcasts I say yeah I'm the founder of the inner self diet been doing this since 2009 it works every time but it only works if you work it you know I say this all the time and I do have the results to show for it like I said I made that I made a non-negotiable commitment to myself on July 24th, 2017. It has now been eight weeks and one day, and I'm down 19 pounds. I have released 19 pounds from my body. My body fat percentage has gone down. I think it's uh, two percentage points. I don't have those stats right here in front of me. And you know what's really interesting is if you have been following me for any length of time, you've heard me talk about this before. In fact, I did a video about it. I think it was in 2015. It's on YouTube. I think that I put it on my Facebook page too. I actually, uh, it's on the Your Tango site, which gets millions of visitors. It's either every day or every week. And so it's, it's public knowledge. It's not anything, you know, that... If you've been following me for any length of time, you already know about this, but I've been uh, professionally coaching since 2009 and in 2010. I went from a size 12 to an 8 in two months, and that was because of a belief change that I did on myself, which is actually a process that I also do with my coaching clients. It's really cool. Uh, If you don't have, again, if you don't have the right mindset, you know, beliefs are a big part of that. There's a whole bunch of other things that go into it. And it doesn't have to be hard when you've got the, the tools to do it. And um, you're working with a high-level coach who knows what they're doing and can walk you through it. That's, again, that's what I do with my clients in the Inner Self Diet. But, um, so I went from a 12 to an 8 in two months, and I maintained that for several years. And then, you know, what I did is I stopped using my own tools. Yeah. <laughs> and like I say, you know, I say this in the beginning of all my podcasts, at least the recent ones, I, I've been saying it for a long time, that the stuff that I teach works as long as you work it, as long as you use it, you know, but that's like that with anything in life, really. Um, your snow shovel will work to shovel your walk if you use it, but if you don't use it, the snow will be piled up and it's not the snow's fault it's not the shovel's fault it's that you're not using it so it's the same thing with uh, you can have the best system in the world and if you don't use it it doesn't work and I proved that isn't that funny you know I'm the coach I've got all the secrets I've got everything um, everything I need and when I stopped using my own tools that I teach in the inner self diet the mindset tools that are 92.8% of the solution 7.2% of the solution is the food and exercise part and that stuff is easy when you have the right mindset but when I stopped using my tools then it was easy for me to go into the fat mindset that's FAT fear attracting thoughts so you know it's actually a good thing because I'm not just saying words, 
I have the experience, right? I'm not just teaching, I have lived it. And and then, you know, like I said, I, oh, well, the thing is, is I stopped using my tools and then I gained like 20 or 25 pounds, which to you, maybe that doesn't sound like a lot, but to me, if I'm uh, bigger than a size eight, which a size eight wasn't even really my ideal. I mean, I I looked good, and now I'm I'm almost back to that again. But um, I uh, even that I, I was not at my ideal weight. So the thing is, is um, I you know, like I said, I I use my tools now. Imagine that. Isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome? And they work. And I made this non-negotiable commitment to myself on July 24th, 2017. Uh, That was eight weeks and one day. And I'm down 19 pounds. Um, And I think I've already said this, but hey, if you want to get this done and get it done fast, the fastest way to get out of your own way, the fastest way to get a weight loss mindset is to work with me personally. My system, my proven system, the Inner Self Diet, struggle-free weight loss in eight weeks or less. You just have to follow the steps and do it. Uh, That does not mean you're going to drop 80 pounds in eight weeks, of course. What it means is that you can release your binge eating, your emotional eating, the drama, whatever the problem is that is keeping you fat, frustrated, and stuck. Get the weight loss mindset you got to get that piece and then it will be just super easy to do the stuff you know every day every meal your food prep your healthy exercise your consistent healthy lifestyle those physical things which are 7.2 percent of the equation that stuff will be easy once you get the right mindset and that is what my clients get in the inner self diet hey if you're serious about doing this if you'd love to stop wondering why am I so smart and successful professionally but I've never been able to get this weight thing together then go to www.discovery-session.com that's where you take your first step you enter your name and email your first name and email and then on the next page there will be an application to fill out for a complimentary one-on-one weight loss uh, discovery session call one-on-one with me on the phone and You'll discover what's really been stopping you from losing weight for good and what you can do about it. So you start with that at www.discovery-session.com. It is time for a commercial break here on the JoLynn Braley Show. And today's sponsor of the JoLynn Braley Show is www.easyfunweightloss.com. Head on over to www.easyfunweightloss.com. Grab a copy of my free ebook. It will give you three simple steps to start making weight loss easy and fun from the inside out right now. You can get that at www.easyfunweightloss.com. So, what I've been talking about here my cat that I love, the whole thing sucks. And at the same time, I have not been emotionally eating, binge eating, or using food in any way to cope with this. I've used my own tools that I teach in the Inner Self Diet to go through my uncomfortable, negative, sad emotions and to continue to go through those, which for many, many people they don't know how to do that and it's it's easier just to go eat you know because for one thing your brain makes it easier because you've done it for so long but you don't have to stay there you know you don't have to keep doing this to yourself and you might even feel that you're not doing it to yourself that it's not a choice but the choice is whether or not you choose to get help to move beyond this. I mean, imagine if you could go through things, whatever they are. Okay, Hurricane Irma just came through um, 
that was a couple weeks ago. It didn't impact me because I'm in Michigan, but uh, it impacted millions of people. And there's all kinds of things. You know, you could break up with your boyfriend or get a divorce or you could have a pet die. Or I'm sure that you've been through things in your life, you know. Oh, and then the things that aren't even that traumatic. Somebody looks at you weird at work and then you go eat a piece of cake because you feel so less than, you know? You know what I mean? Or somebody flips you off in traffic and then you stop at McDonald's and and supersize it. I mean, what if you could live your life and do it without using food to feel better and then actually drop the fat from your body and keep it off? How freaking awesome would that be? And clearly, it doesn't mean that you'd always be feeling awesome. I have not been feeling awesome with Little Paw, the situation with her leaving her body. But I haven't been making myself fat. And she wouldn't want me to do that either. You know, it wouldn't be a homage to Little Paw to stuff myself with Chinese food. Not that Chinese food is bad, but it's not what I would feel the best eating. At least not right now. I feel great eating how I've been eating for the past eight weeks. This is my 108-day commitment. By the way, depending on when you're listening to this, you can head on over to www.108weightloss.com. As of the time of this recording, I don't have anything there yet. But hey, you could be listening to this months from my recording date or a year or years and I'll have something there (laughs) Um, now I'll tell you right now after I hit 108 days I'm not gonna stop but I had to have some kind of a marker so that I could put something together to help other people you know Uh, so how would you feel if you could go through your life You know, you can't control other people. Maybe you have people that you work with that you don't really like. Maybe you're having a problem with your boyfriend or your husband. Or maybe you have a sick pet. Or maybe one of your parents is sick. Or maybe, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. What if you could go through all of this stuff and and do it without stuffing yourself with food and making your body fatter what if you could go through the things in life that you might not like and come out on the other side in your ideal body feeling a hundred times better than you would if you were binge eating or emotional eating or using food in any way to feel better do you get what I'm saying is this making sense I mean wouldn't that be true freedom Now, the goal is to feel good as much as possible. That's what I teach my clients. How to to take full control of your mind and emotions so that you're in control no matter what happens. And still, you'll still have these other things happen. You know, I cannot paste a happy face sticker on this situation with Little Paw because it wouldn't be true but I'm going through my sadness and everything and I felt guilty like I didn't do enough for her through her life and that I should have picked her up more and you know the times that I told her to hurry up and move down the stairs because I didn't want to step on her and I was carrying something and she would move really slow in front of me and then do the zigzag thing you know Um, all this stuff and and you know, should I should I have noticed this earlier? Could anything have been done? You know, and and then you know I've talked to other people about it, and they they said, you know, there's nothing else you could have done. She was 14, you know, and and it never was confirmed if she had cancer or not. But from what I've researched, a lot of cats um, get that when they're older. So. What if you could stop binge eating? That's really what it comes down to. 
How easy would it be for you to lose weight if you could stop binge eating? Um, I'll do a podcast later that's specifically more about my um, what I'm doing with myself, but you probably don't even really care about that. I mean, hopefully it's an inspiration. Maybe, you know, I've dropped 17.8 pounds in the past eight weeks. Um, I hope it's an inspiration to you to hear that, you know, I've had my own struggles. And it's funny because I realized that what I've been doing these past few years is that I actually had a thought that it was good that I was struggling and keeping myself in the struggle. I helped myself in my own struggles because I wasn't using my own tools that I teach. That's how I help myself in my struggles. But um, I actually thought that that was good because then I could be more, I could relate more to my clients. Now on the other side, I'm seeing that no, it wasn't good for me, didn't make any sense, you know, it didn't help me. And even though I'm here to teach my clients and help them break free, that doesn't mean that I have to be in the same struggles that they're in, you know. I can go for my own, my own goals and be my own best self and live in my ideal body, you know, um, and I don't need to apologize for that either. All right, a couple questions to ask yourself on Ian Braley Show. I give you questions to ask yourself. I highly recommend that you write each question down pen on paper and then write your answer down pen on paper. Why? Because there is a connection that occurs between the head, the hand, and the heart when you write pen on paper. You do not get that connection if you only listen. You don't get that connection if you type on a keyboard. It's uh, specifically a connection between the head, the hand, and the heart when you write pen on paper. So if you want to get the most out of this free podcast, I recommend you do that. And you can pause the podcast to give yourself time to write your answers down. First question. How many years, you're asking yourself this, how many years have I been struggling with binge eating, out of control eating, emotional eating, food addiction, food and weight problems, whatever the problem is that's related to food and weight. How many years have you been struggling with it? You're asking yourself that. And then write that down. If, if you're not clear on how long and how old this problem is, then all you got to do is you write down your current age and then write down the age when you first started having any struggles in this area. I mean, you might be like me. I was seven when I first started struggling with this. I remember thinking that I was fat because I looked down at my thighs when I was wearing a pair of little red shorts in the summertime. I sat down in the front seat of my parents' car and I looked down at my thighs because, you know, no matter what you weigh, your thighs will spread out a little bit when you sit down. And I looked down and I thought, I'm fat. And I wasn't. I wasn't. But I had picked up on some limiting thoughts and beliefs of some well-meaning adults in my life who had their own um, challenges with their body and their weight and all of that stuff. And uh, that's where my whole struggle started. And I didn't gain weight until later. But um, so... You uh, just identify the age that you were when you first started having any issues with food and weight. If you were told you were fat, if maybe somebody told you to go on a diet, or you were comparing yourself to other people. I mean, you you know how old you were. And so uh, on your paper, you write down your age now, and then you write down the age you were when you first started struggling. Subtract the two. Okay, just do some simple math. Subtract those two numbers. And then write your answer down and then circle that number that's how old this problem was this not was is that's how old this problem is second question does it make sense to me that because of the age of this problem that I have this is why no food diet has ever solved it does it make sense to me that Because this problem is so old, which you just identified in the first question, this is why no food diet has fixed it. Yes or no? Does that make sense? Number three, 
What would my life be like? Six months from now, let's say. All right. Six months from now, what the heck would my life be like if I was struggle-free with food and my weight? What the heck would my life be like six months from now if I was struggle-free with food and my weight? Now, that doesn't mean that you'd be at your goal weight necessarily. I don't know who you are. For all I know, you could be a cat listening to my podcast about my cat, Little Paw, who has left her body. But if you're a person and you are 100 pounds or more overweight, then you probably would not be at your goal weight in six months because that takes time. The question is, what the heck would your life be like? How would you feel about yourself? How high would your self-esteem be? How high would your confidence be? What would you be doing in your life? If you're single, would you be dating? If you're married, would your marriage be even better if you felt great in your own skin? Okay, being struggle-free with food and your weight means that you're living healthy and fit and it's no big deal. And you're not using food to feel better at all. So what, how would your life be different? What would it be like? What would change? Write down everything. You know, everything. Because see, this problem that you have, it is not a food and weight problem. It's a bigger problem than that. And it impacts every area of your life. Do you get it? Do you see this? I mean, how much more money would you be making if you felt absolutely fantastic about yourself, if you totally believed in yourself, and nothing stopped you from taking the actions that you know you need to take to move to your next level, whether that is interviewing for a different job or asking for a raise where you work now or applying for a higher position where you work, whatever it is. I mean, bottom line, if you're binge eating, you're not happy. Bottom line. And if you're not happy, then every area of your life is impacted. So what would your life be like six months from now if you were struggle-free with food and your weight? That means you would not be binge eating. You would not be using food to feel better. You'd be living healthy and fit. You'd be dropping fat if you're overweight right now. All that good stuff. And the number four question, what is my proven plan to do this? And I, now watch, this is interesting. If you answer this question, what is my proven plan to do this, to get these results where I'm struggle-free with food and my weight, if you write down a diet, a food diet, you're, either I am a poor communicator or you didn't listen to what I said or you don't believe me. 92.8% of the proven plan that you need to implement to become struggle-free with food and your weight has to be an inner self plan because that's where the problem is. The food is not the problem. The fat on your body is not the problem. The fat on your body is a symptom of another problem that can only be healed by healing your inner self. The Uh, overeating behaviors you have those are symptoms of a bigger problem you wouldn't be doing that if you had already healed what is inside of you that drives you to do that do you get it does it make sense and the cool thing is you can be totally struggle-free with food and your weight doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect in your life. It doesn't mean that your pets won't die or people won't die. But it means that you can break free of this drama and stress and agony, pain, shame, frustration, depression. You can break free of this food and weight problem. And Like I said earlier in this uh, podcast, the goal is to be taking deliberate action to feel as good as possible no matter what. And then also there will be things that you go through in your life because you can't make 
a pet or a person stay in their body forever, especially if they're sick, you know, and if everything else has been done to help them. So, do you get it? You get what I'm saying here? But you have to have a proven plan to do this. Just listening to my voice, uh, just hoping and dreaming and wishing, it's not going to happen. The only way that you'll get different results is by taking different action. And it has to be radically different action than anything you've done before. How do you know? Because has anything you've ever done before given you permanent weight loss? Has it released your struggles with food and your weight? Has it ended your binge eating, ended your emotional eating, ended your compulsive overeating? Do you get it? You see? All right, so make sure you answer those questions for yourself. And by the way, if you are super smart, like my clients are, you know you need help. And your first step to get that help is to go to www.discovery-session.com enter your name and email address and then that'll take you to the next page where you fill out an application and the application is for a complimentary weight loss discovery session on the phone with me one-on-one it's a private call and you will get to discover with my help on the call what's really been stopping you from losing weight for good and what you can do about it and your first step is to start at www.discovery-session.com well thanks for tuning in today and uh, listening to my story my experience of my most beautiful little paw And I hope that it is inspiring to you that I've been going through this and I have not been using food in any way to feel better. I Obviously, I eat because I am in a human body and I need to eat food to fuel my body. And here's Nemo, who has just joined me in my home office, my home recording studio here for my podcast, and he has come to say hi. And I'm petting his head right now. Yeah, I think he knows that his friend, Little Paw is not here yeah and next week I will be doing that podcast that I mentioned on the last episode where I'll be doing myth busting about being a hundred pounds or more overweight that'll be an excellent podcast hey make sure that you are subscribed to the JoLynn Braley show subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or uh, the show is on iHeartRadio uh, you know what a fantastic way that you can give the show a tip and it won't even cost you any money although I'm sure that you would love to send money to the JoLynn Braley show because that's how you normally give a tip but the non-money way to tip the show is on iTunes when you search for the show give us a five-star rating if you believe this is a five-star podcast I believe it is because I'm talking about the stuff nobody else is talking about. Everybody else is just giving you uh, diet tips, you know, which that's cool. You you do need to live a healthy lifestyle to release the fat and keep it off. But that healthy lifestyle information doesn't do you any good if you don't have the right mindset. You, you just can't do it. You can't sustain it. You already know this because look at your experience, right? Uh, so the way to tip the show is in iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review, type in your review. What's your biggest aha that you've gotten from the show? You know, uh, share why you think other people should listen to it and you'll help other folks out there who are struggling right now, feeling just as bad as you are. You know, you're not the only one who is hating yourself and hating your body and feeling ashamed and hiding out in the dark or in the light of the refrigerator eating, you know. And remember, I've been there. I know what all that's like, but it's not any fun. And it's not the it's not living your ideal life in your ideal body. Don't you agree? Yeah. So, 
Thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next week. This is JoLynn Braley, Permanent Weight Loss Coach, founder of the amazing, the healing, the outstanding Inner Self Diet. At least that's what my clients tell me. And that's what I say too, because I'm actually using the tools. Yeah, and they work. And I already told you about that earlier. Uh, Do you think it's inspiring that I've dropped 19 pounds without any struggle? Okay, I, I'm not fighting anything. There, this just, just, you know, that's been in just eight weeks. But um, you know, you can have this experience too. But you got to do it with the mindset is 92.8% of the challenge, and that's the work I do in the Inner Self Diet with my amazing coaching clients. And remember, if you really are serious about ending this struggle now. Ending your binge eating, ending the emotional eating, getting out of food coma, food fear, food jail, food addiction, all of that horrible, painful, frustrating, depressing, powerless mess. How do I know this? How do I know it's so horrible? Because I have totally, totally, totally been there. If you're serious about putting an end to this now so that you can finally release your fat from your body and keep it off and do it without struggle, just like I teach my coaching clients, just like I'm doing it (laughs) because I'm actually using the same tools that I teach, then if you would love to break free of that muckmire, as I call it, remember your first step is taken at www.discovery-session.com. Hey, I wish you your best life living inside of your ideal body. I love you, little paw.